0: Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and that guy over there is Chris. And Chris he always is. How you doing today, Chris?
1: I'm doing amazing. I'm having an amazing Thursday night. Uh heck, there's probably football and I'm not watching, but whatever. You know. It's
0: preseason, whatever.
1: It's also the last preseason game, right? Week three of preseason for most teams very bizarre but yeah i believe you are correct yeah it took a little getting used to uh but no i'm doing wonderful family is great we're healthy we're happy um you know a little bit of uh, isolation going on but hey you know that's
0: 2021 right I thought that was 2020, but yeah, it's coming back, folks. It's yeah, right. back. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm still here. Coronavirus. But yeah. are not coming but back. You with forgot about me. <laughs> right. Not coming back with a
1: vengeance. It's just, a little, just a little annoying stuff here and there. So we're, we're dealing. Mm, yeah. But uh, we we're excited. Our kids are back in school. I'm excited about 2021. I'm excited about home.
0: I'm really excited about NFL 2021. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're excited about 2021, the year that's 75% done. Almost
1: over. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm excited about uh, New Year's. Like like how, how about 66% this?
0: 6% done? How about this? I'm excited about New
1: Year's resolutions for 2022. Because <laughs> I'm a changed man, Josh.
0: New Year's resolution for 2022. F U coronavirus. Yeah, there you go.
1: But no, no, no. Life is good. Life is good. Football is almost completely back. Uh in fact, college is what oh my gosh, is it this weekend? It nah. Well, the weekend.
0: Hawkeyes one is is next weekend. Not this okay. coming weekend, but next weekend. Okay. Okay. It better so, be cuz I got to I got to do some stuff around around the stadium mm-hmm. this weekend and I really hope there isn't a home game.
1: <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. Yes. Yes. Uh stadium meaning uh uh the Hawkeyes folks. Uh Kinnick Stadium. Kinnick Stadium. Um yeah no just be on your toes folks football's basically I'm doing back. okay chris thanks for asking i'm almost there i'm almost there
0: how are you doing josh what's going I, I'm, on in, I'm, in your world i've been through three weeks of hell of work and i'm waiting for it to be over and, is there uh, any end in sight i mean there's got to be an end Right. Uh, Yeah. Well, like of work
1: or your, it'll happen. It'll happen. They need to hire more. There's got to be an end at some point. (laughs) Exactly. They need to hire more people.
0: Or, but you know, hey, that's work. We're not here to talk about work. We're here to have some fun and talk about some fantasy football. Because fantasy football, at times when you want to just like bang your head against the wall, overall it is about having fun. So let's have some fun talk. We are here to talk about some AFFB versus ADP. Part two. Part D. That that 2. means 0. part two. If you if you're oh. not a Hot Shots fan or have no reference, if you're in what not the a Charlie Sheen is.
1: fan, who isn't a Charlie Sheen fan? I mean, you know, winning
0: prostitutes. Oh,
1: fair. That's fair.
0: My apologies. His ex-wife Denise Richards. <laughs> oh right. Yeah, all that. Yeah. So, anyway. anyways, yeah. Um,
1: why don't you Why don't you
0: kick us off with some news, Chris? How about that? That is transition one hundred and one, folks. Kylie Sheen and news. Someone right. completely irrelevant
1: and news. Yeah, right. Okay, so our fantasy news for the day, folks, includes Travis Etienne uh, midfoot sprain, most, uh, looking like a Liz Frank, uh, looking like so- a. Public. Looking like it's probably going to end his season. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Last well, last bit of news I read was likely to end his season. So, yeah, uh, you know. So if you took him we, with
0: the second overall pick in your rookie draft or your dynasty league, uh, yeah. Well, and you said it in chat better days like, ahead I'm, at some point.
1: Yeah. Well, it was an uh, 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 as they call it in the biz, an orphan team uh, that you were given. Uh, so it wasn't like they That's finished. That's fine. I, I'm high.
0: sitting. I was I was not counting yeah. on winning this year either. But that's, that's what fine. I was getting I'm, at. I'm, that's what I was
1: getting at. So this is, but you know, uh, uh, more to uh, uh, actionable uh, opinion. What what do you think about uh, you know redraft? Obviously, like uh, this has been a hot topic. I, I would say you He's don't draft drafted. Travis Etienne. Well, that's a that's a that's a that's a big uh, given. Yes, there, buddy. <laughs> No, but like obviously, uh, is this just like the door is wide open for James Robinson? He's an eighty percent share guy. What what are we looking at here?
0: I would say I would think of James Robinson and then give him about at least 80% of his workload from last year, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it like, isn't Carlos Hyde still there?
1: Yeah. Jokes are thrown around on Twitter a little bit. Like, uh, you know, this is, this is Carlos Hyde season. We'll get get yeah. ready, or, or the, we, just we get certainly ready the, had that
0: happening in Discord, get, and get ready. And, in, and in our one chat in our one league. Yeah, yeah. get get
1: ready for for eighty uh, percent share eyed games. You know, in the middle of the freaking season. No, I think. Um, I think it comes full circle, kind of, kind of back to twenty twenty, where you know I was a Robinson fan to a f- to uh, let me rephrase that, I was always just like Gaskin in the back of my mind. I knew these guys were relatively middling talents that were getting a lion's share, right? So sh- uh, uh, opportunity usually outweighs middling talent,
0: talent seems a l- touch harsh, a but harsh. okay.
1: Okay, touch, and, and, touch. I, and I could be convinced otherwise, and particularly after the first few weeks of this season, we'll would see. we
0: we'll say, especially with James Robinson. But go ahead, sure. keep going.
1: But um, yeah, just opportunity. Opportunity trumps all, usually it seems. Uh, so uh, certainly Obviously, I'm going to move Robinson, but I have no numbers for you yet. It, it just this is too quick to react, and uh, just you know, we've had they've been a, what a couple picks apart anyway in rankings and ADP basically.
0: I moved James Robinson up to my RB16 right ahead of Ooh. right behind right behind Najee Harris and right ahead of David Montgomery.
1: Okay. So okay. guys
0: going behind James Robinson according to my rankings mm. are David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, JK Dobbins, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin, DeAndre Swift, yada yada yada.
1: Well, while we're on uh Jacksonville, let's transition right to cuz this absolutely influenced uh, one's opinion of Robinson's ranking, et cetera, Is that Trevin Lawrence will start Week One, and I don't think anybody got a surprise there. I haven't heard anything from Jets camp yet about uh, Zach Wilson, but I think everybody's been moving forward, assuming Zach Wilson is the starter all year long. Yeah, it sounds Kid like he health. Is.
0: Can we can we bounce back to the aftermath <laughs> of running backs at sure. the end? Mm-hmm. Um, and and this isn't to deal with um, the the running back situation there, but I think this really actually helps Lavisca Chenault because there was a report that I read earlier this week that was saying that. Marvin Jones and DJ Chark were the two receivers oh, yeah, that were going to be out sure. there in wide mm-hmm. re- in in the two wide receiver sets out wide. out and wide, And Lavisca yeah. Chenault was going to be part of maybe part of and this is what the absolutely. article said. I'm, excuse me, I did not take the source, the the source, but um maybe um Chenault was going to be part of those because the the Urban Meyer really wanted to get Travis Etienne on the field. Well, he's not going to be on the folks this season, from what it sounds like, folks. So Lavisca Chenault, I think, really can get a bump back up. But not maybe as high as where he was going in, in some in some case or like what was it I two, three weeks ago where he was going a... like he was going ahead of like DJ Shark and ADP and I was like yeah maybe the ranking has corrected so was like, it like,
1: itself. Yeah. Depending on your opinion, has corrected itself. Yeah. No, I it think I, I'm a little hesitant to go out on a limb there just because I don't know how Lawrence is gonna treat that. But I do believe without a tight end of consequence, I think you're looking at a lot of three wide receiver sets. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! whoa. Oh Nope, never mind. That's, that's Carolina,
1: wrong team. Um, yep. yeah, without a tight end of consequence, I think you're looking at a lot of three wide receiver sets. I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying top three in the league, but they might be top five, top Could seven be. of running three wide receiver sets percentage wise. Um, so I like, let's Chena- keep rolling. I, I like Chenault's stuff better. Uh, that was new. That was part of the news. Folks. Uh, I already gave you Lawrence there. Let's give you some other quarterback news here. Uh, Andy Dalton for the bears is going to start week one. <laughs> I was wrong. I was dead wrong. Um, uh, we'll get into this a little bit later with some players. We're going to talk about, I think there's a chance perhaps fields takes over, but that was not the discussion. I think that's that was, still going to be the case. That was not, the bet that was not uh what i was pontificating about i was wrong uh they went with dalton uh bridgewater for the uh, broncos it's going to start week one <laughs> we will, we talked a lot we of we'll certainly talk be talking earlier. about
0: that here in a, in, in a few minutes there
1: you go uh uh, Henderson, uh, I'm sorry, Henderson for the Rams. Uh, Daryl Henderson, uh, thumb was in a non-contact uh, jersey. Red. Everything seems like he's going to be fine. They're just being really cautious. Again, we'll get into a little bit of Henderson talk later. Uh, Adam Trout, man, uh, avoids serious Troutman? injury. Uh, that's all my uh, type up uh, says here. So forgive me if I don't uh, expound upon that. But it sounds like I, he's going to be fine for week one either. So. There you go. A Saquon gets his first live reps. That's uh, very significant in uh, in a fantasy world. I haven't had a chance to update any rankings. We're talking ADP this week, so let's not go there. Little news from Deshaun Watson: a healthy scratch, maybe all season. A little bit of a speculation about that. Um, you know, we don't have a whole lot of news about what's going on, other than that. So I included it. Moving along, Marvin Jones AC sprain expected to still be able to go week one. Because we're getting to that point, folks, where we're talking about you know starting lineups and injuries for Week One. It's getting real quick. Refresh
0: my memory, real, real quick. AC mm-hmm. joint, shoulder.
1: Yep. Yep. Ulterior. Okay. Cool. I can't remember what C stands for. What, whatever. Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's the news. Oh. The okay. Day. Yep. Um. Let, let's Let's move on to into the guys we were going to talk about. We're going to talk about some guys, some football players, and how we don't like their ADP. Um, I'm gonna start off with Tua Tonga Viola, the Miami Dolphins Mostly quarterback. Ducks. I think he's getting drafted a little too low. I, um, i got I got a couple problems with Tua. Let's I'm just gonna be upfront about him. Mm-hmm. A, my first problem, and this is a minor one, but Tua is, starts the 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 year going up against the New England and Buffalo defenses. Um, and b, his offensive line could be a bit troubling. Other than that, I, I love Tua. I love him. He's got legs to run the ball. He's got the arm strength to bomb the ball downfield. And he's got the weapons to do so with Will Fuller and Jalen Waddell to a lesser mm. extent, you know, Devontae Parker speed. and Preston Williams. And but, you know, also Mike Esecki there too. Um, I, I really like him. And but the problem my problem with the the beginning of a schedule is usually when I'm drafting a quarterback, which I really I like to do as late as possible, and you kind of try to um, you usually end up getting one before me, but that's not to say you don't wait. Um, but yeah. my personal philosophy is is that I like to wait and get a quarterback where I'm drafting him for week one, maybe week two. Those are some two probably going to be pretty good defenses that you're gonna go up against the first couple of weeks. But um and uh i'm sorry two is going off going as the 22nd quarterback after the off the board like that 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 has to be too low like I, i've really kind of risen on Tua this this off season i just there's good news coming out about Jalen waddle i like what will fuller is bringing to the table after watching for him sure. for the majority of last season mm-hmm. I mean, he's going behind, and this is as of like yesterday, Trey Lance, I think this news about Amy Dalton that you mentioned has um, right. definitely knocked Trey Lance down a few spots, but he's going behind Trey Lance, Justin Fields, trevor or um, trevor fitzpatrick trevor lawrence and ryan fitzpatrick which i'm sorry so two like out of those guys are the like, starting quarterback like only two give, me of the, them. give me
1: that guy give me a trevor fitzpatrick that he's got the arm and the legs and the... <laughs> he's got All the right. hair he's yeah. got the beard oh my god you know so yeah three like or six four good lord
0: yeah he's smart as a whip you know like yeah Okay, um, anyways, so I have Tua <laughs> as my quarterback. 14. He's going out as the 22nd quarterback off the board according to ADP uh, in the ADP of mm-hmm. Fantasy Football Calculator, mm-hmm. which does mm-hmm. use many different sites and pulls all that data in. Sure. But and, and and quarterback 14 is not a top flight quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, he. I mean, Tua would be even higher on my personal rankings if he was going up, like say, going up against Jacksonville in week one or or like jacksonville and then like um uh like uh the 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 vikings defense you know like Mm -hmm. go up Mm -hmm. against two subpar defenses in the first couple of weeks to a boom you're like way up my board you know because that's Mm -hmm. like i said that's all i draft my quarterback for is the first couple of weeks and then i worry about that after and i worry about week two or even week three when that comes around because i'm gonna just start streaming correct me if i'm wrong you do that at a certain point um like i would argue
1: and particularly this year right. probably like if a stafford is off the board you're like okay i'm done i'm just gonna shoot for week one or two maybe i have a good feeling about the guy you know type of area right and maybe in years past it wasn't necessarily always stafford it could have been like a matt ryan or a cousins or a what have you right right in that area it's where you're pretty like much always been matt stafford but yeah go ahead <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be too bold because I was like, basically, when oh, Matt what Stafford it's is off the board, you're punting and you're going – you're streaming is what you're telling me. It's just Matt Ryan – I'm sorry. Matt Stafford's a little a little high. It was Matt Ryan before too. Let's be fair. It was absolutely Matt rhyme in the keeper league before. Anyway, it's not a bad it's a good strategy to have honestly and I try to adhere to it to a certain extent. Not necessarily the Stafford thing, just there's a certain breaking point at quarterback within the top 12, 14, 15 where I'm like, "Okay, I'm done. You guys took too many quarterbacks and I'm just I'll take I'll just stream all year. I'll just stream. And Tua yeah. is a streamer, I, at this point, I, and I have, no, point I have
0: no, I have zero career. problems doing it too. I, just, I like the that's offense. What I, don't. I just,
1: I you, you've expressed you have some question marks about Tua, but just attrition. We'll talk about a guy here in a second that uh, is going to make me move Tua up. Let's put it that way. So
0: yeah, okay. So and here's what I, I got Matthew Stafford in like the whatever round last season, and mm. you know what he did mm. in this, according to Fantasy Pros, which um I had him in the in our keeper league, which scores quarterbacks slightly different you probably a little bit higher than the 17.2 points he got in week one versus the bears, the bears. I was just like, okay. I mean, all right. It's good defense. Maybe I didn't draft Stafford. I'm not I sure
1: about that late, but yeah.
0: Anyways, uh, who's the next, that's what I got, you know, Tua, he's going too low. Agreed. Agreed. Here's I, think, I think, I think, and also, sorry, sorry, I know you were about to start. And one more thing I wanted to, like, Tua could easily be an amazing streaming quarterback, depending on if he's going up against some subpar defenses, he's going to be a good quarterback to do it up against. He's just not going to be maybe the quarterback you want to necessarily Well, I was going to say, the point, the point like, about, like, don't reach for Tua. The point but about at streaming the same time, is value.
1: The point about streaming is value. Don't reach for a streaming quarterback. Yeah. But when you, when you get your streaming quarterback, if you have your pick of the litter of the streaming quarterbacks of the outside the top 12 or what have you, you're hoping you hit gold, right? You're hoping you don't have to stream. That Tua is perhaps that type of guy. I'm right, I'm right there with you. Yep. Keep going. So here's a guy that is not that type of guy, or at least shouldn't be as far as Zadie P says. Joe Burrow. So, uh, me and Josh have given each other a little bit of back and forth. I'm nothing too crazy, but he's been reminding me the past couple of weeks that hey, maybe you take a look at this uh, Cincinnati offensive line. Maybe you need to take a look at how Chase uh, Jamar Chase is performing. So let's talk about Jerber a little bit. ADP at the ten point zero one. So the f- first pick of the tenth round. It's not too rich, but but that's the quarterback thirteen. Okay, so to me. Going directly from that conversation about streaming versus not streaming versus et cetera, is to me, a guy... That hasn't played yet in the preseason, although he's going to in the third game. So this this may not age well. Um, I'm not even sure when that game is, to be honest with you. But he's apparently going to play in the third preseason game, which is weird. Uh, I think they were being a little overprotective with him. I think he's still going to be an amazing player. But uh, let, me, let me talk a little bit about what he's dealing with this year in the redraft and in single quarterback leagues. To be taking at that quarterback 13. Uh, Jackson Carmen, offensive tackle, Clemson, uh, was their I believe second round pick. Uh, he is currently yes. he is an offensive tackle in Clemson. I'm not sure if they drafted him with the intention to play guard. It's kind of irrelevant at this point. Point is he's third string at guard. Okay, yeah. so he's not protecting Burrow. So 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 I'm not saying again the pick is a bust. I'm not saying they should have gone Penny Sewell and not drafted Jamar Chase. Uh, but we're talking about this I season am. in redraft, fantasy points, etc. O-line is full of position battles besides this rookie being on third string. And we are pretty confident their defense is going to be bad, right? Uh, it's not just worth taking Burrow. Right it's just, to me, it's just not worth taking Burrow as the, what would uh, equivalent, uh, uh, be the first quarterback two at QB 13, right? The first quarterback two, be it in a single quarterback being in a super flex. It's just not worth that ranking right now. Uh, Or taking him over guys like Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield. Uh, He's right near Matt Ryan, I believe. I mean, if he he falls and I get him as my QB2 in Superflex, I better have a good QB3 that I believe in that's going to get starting reps for the majority of the season, you know. Uh, I would prefer him as my QB3 in a Superflex. I just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, So that's where I'm at with Burrow. I've kind of come full circle with uh, needing to move him down. I have not adjusted Chase yet, uh, Jamar Chase, but I will. Um, I don't don't have a number for you there. Um, So that's where I'm at with Burrow
0: um first thing I would like to point out in the fact that just over in a a week span Joe Burrow has dropped two almost two full rounds in ADP and I think a lot of that is I think a lot of people are getting wind of of this news that this offensive line is is struggling to protect Joe Burrow in practice let alone yeah. in these preseason games. Now it does say like,
1: something that the coach is willing to start him in this third preseason game, which amounts to the last preseason game. Or may I remind you folks that
0: it, it means I something think that they're just apper- trying to get him I, some reps.
1: I think there's yes. But also I think there's been some posi- of these position battles I referred to that that had been one out at the tackles. There's some veterans there. Um, Riley reef comes to mind. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe he feels better about the protection now, at least on the outside my point with the rookie was that this was the guy that they picked to kind of address some of these issues. And the fact
0: that he's third string and out of shape is not good. Well, and so this leads into my next guy, which is Jamar chase. Mm-hmm. And the sense that, like this guy, like speaking of rookies kind of behind the curve, below the curve, next to the curve, not on the curve. Anyways, however that saying goes, um, It sounds like he's 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 not doing so good. Like according to, and this is weird. Okay, I triple checked this before I wrote it down. According to the website, this uh, this writer at ESPN.com, whose name was Ben Baby. Anyways, he went on to say that the Bengals aren't letting a low preseason dampen the outlook for rookie wide receiver Jamar Chase. Bengals coach Zach Taylor said, "Hopes said he hopes Chase builds consistency." over time through after a rough stretch and then trevor booth according to sporting news which actually i've I've really come to like that that site chase has yet to find any rhythm on the field and but and this is the one that i like the most that kevin patra of of nfl.com says after chase sat the entire 2020 collegiate season it shouldn't come as a total surprise that he struggles through that he's going through struggles as he knocks the rust off at the nfl level Boom. I think that is that it was really summing up Jamar Chase right there in the sense that this guy, not only did he not play in the 2020 season, I and correct me if I'm wrong here, anyone, but I don't even think he was with the, the LSU Tigers team at all because he opted out because of COVID and everything, you know, mm. everyone remembers that terrible year last year. Meaning um, just being around football from a, like a, exactly. Or, or so he wasn't, he wasn't, what he happened. wasn't, he yeah, wasn't training yeah. with the team. He wasn't in on uh, in on meetings with the team. Mm. He wasn't doing anything with the team because he opted out. So it doesn't quite surprise me that Jamar chase is um, having, is having some struggles here. And like we addressed just a little bit ago with, joe burrow is that offensive line is it's not looking any better this year folks it's really not and that's and this is i don't want to beat a dead horse here but like why would you not take penny Sewell there when your your problem wasn't your wide receiving core Mm -hmm. it was your offensive line like it doesn't make any sense anyways i'm gonna keep going go ahead go ahead i'm gonna keep going here so i i like i do hope that chase does turn around at some point in the season he could easily be like to uh like a real nice waiver wire darling that's that's kind of gonna be a theme for a lot of my guys here is that at the start of the season i just don't see jamar chase being a guy that you really want to draft right now especially when he's going at those 701 like man i just i'm sorry i didn't write oh i'm sorry You're I fine. i put chase at my wide receiver 29 and even then i still think that i think that's more of a season long outlook than kind of more of where you should draft him sort of thing Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like pass on chase right now i feel like you can easily wait two or three weeks into the season maybe even four and at some point the person who drafted him probably even higher than wide receiver 29 is eventually going to get fed up with waiting for him to do anything and then once the season goes along and he kind of shakes that rust off Maybe him and Joe Burrow, who is finally, by that point, hopefully completely healed from that ACL injury, they're going to start connecting on quick ones that Jamar Chase can take for long, like, you know, quick dump off, a catch and run sort of thing, or even like a down-the-field bomb or whatever, you know? Just wait on Chase. Probably don't draft him. Pass on him, Wait, look for him, and regular yeah. season waiver
1: wire. As I mentioned, I'm going to move him. I've got him too high at and i think I, moved, I had moved him down a tad hey he's still he top. he's still top 36.
0: well i mean 29 for me is is i've heard now 29. i've still heard that i'm sorry Bur- he's he's at he's at 40. he is going that's the wide receiver 29 off the board he is my number 40 wide receiver off oh the board. so i'm closer to consensus i'm
1: very close to consensus is what, or ADP or whatever. You are
0: spot on, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll, well, that's probably coming down. So... Yeah, who's your next guy? Who's your next guy? Corey Davis. Corey Davis Corey with the Davis. New York Football Jets. I don't know why I said it that way, because it's funny to me. Um, I just think he's going criminally low also. Uh, or not also. I think he's going criminally low. Um, let's start with his contract. Nothing too crazy, but... Still, three years, 37.5 million. I looked at it on oh Spotrack or whatever. It's still like 11, 12, 13 a year because it kind of moves up as the years go on. I don't know what that average is, but it's more than 10. We all know that. That's a pretty hefty contract for a one or a two on a, on a kind of it a rebuilding a team. What should be a two? Right. Hey, there's no guarantee that he won't be a two, but I think even if he is the two, he's going to be pretty darn good. He's improved every year of his career. We can't forget that he came out of a small school. So I think there was a lot of adjustment time in his first year or two of the league playing against, you know, elite competition. Uh, and those first couple of years, he also had. It was a pretty awful quarterback in Marcus Mariota. But I like what I'm hearing about Zach Wilson lately. Um, I think this conversation about you know me being higher on field starting in week one, which was wrong. Uh, Trevor Lawrence ends up getting the job. I think we're moving forward, assuming Zach Wilson's going to get the start. Nothing has told us otherwise. I just don't think it's beneficial yet. I think this team is gearing a little more throw heavy than we thought. I mean, not like tops of the league, but definitely not run heavy. Um, and I think you know, get, there's nobody else in his way other than uh, the rookie who's been getting a lot of a lot of hype, uh, Elijah Moore. Um, so even if Elijah Moore is the one, although I don't think he's also any of us currently is- injured. There you go. I also don't think any of us necessarily agree he's going to be the quote unquote one. I don't know if there's a prototypical one here, but then again, uh, you know, people feel pretty good about Marvin Jones being the better value in a Jacksonville. I think this veteran in New York is going to be a favorite target of Zach Wilson's because he's going to be consistent. He's he, he, he's he's just going to perform well. He's got the size. I, th- I think going in the. Darn near the last pick of the... Well, not darn near. Going at the 8th pick of the 10th round as wide receiver 47 is ridiculous. I think he probably belongs closer to the top 36 of receivers. Uh, again, for- I haven't had a chance to change my rankings yet, but that's kind of where
0: I'm leaning. What do you say? For a guy who might potentially be their quote-unquote wide receiver one, you know, for... I mean, and, and I think you're kind of burying the fact that, like, there has been a lot of positive stuff coming about coming out about Corey Davis. Could it be... Preseason fluff, or like you know, uh, you yeah, know, preseason, mm-hmm. yeah, preseason fluff, you know, camp hype, whatever it could be, yeah. But at I the same just time, it really sounds like it. It sounds like Corey Davis has really been connecting with Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. and same with jameson Crowder as well. I think, I think everyone is once again forgetting about jameson Crowder, and that's fine. I'll sure, steal him no. later in drafts. That's apparently great. I'll do it. No, 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 just keep they, forgetting about him. He's no,
1: no. They but signed. but
0: Corey Davis is. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I think he's like the 10th round totally worth a shot on Corey Mm. davis as Mm -hmm. your wide receiver what five six you know like well probably like five but i just even four i almost think
1: the fact that elijah moore is being taken ahead of him is a little ridiculous i don't think that's corrected itself at all
0: uh i think it's i think it's ridiculous in the sense that he's been injured for a couple of weeks and he's going to be Mm -hmm. it sounds from everything that i've heard like and that we reported on even a week ago is that it sounds like he's going to be kind of injured and banged up right up until the beginning of the regular season. So mm-hmm. yeah, if that's... anything that should that should propel Corey Davis at least uh you know to get him mm-hmm. to be back and back or, yeah back-to-back back, Then you know have any sort of gap in between
1: them and i and i think for the most part, you know i was dead wrong on crowder from the respect that i thought uh what's his face from jackson was going to take his job well i think that guy from jackson i can't remember his name now um Kaelin cole i believe he got cole. cut. i thought well i think they intended him to be out exactly i think they intended him to be outside and crowder to be inside the whole time however the contract was giving them trouble crowder looked out in the open market didn't see much restructured the contract took a discount i don't know how exactly worked out he's gonna be the slot but i think that speaks to elijah moore being much more accomplished on the outside than people were giving him credit for and at the end of the day i think Corey davis remains probably literally at the top of the depth chart but i'm not saying he's a 1a per se but i just think this value is screaming at you this I think they're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit. I think Zach Wilson's arm is people mm-hmm. are going to be in love with Zach Wilson by like week three or four. They're like, wow. I think their
0: defense is atrocious too.
1: Hey, all the more reason to throw. I'm, I'm going to move on to Evans. Mike
0: Evans. I, I have Mike Evans, um, too high. I, Mike Evans is the first Tampa Bay wide receiver off the board and he's getting drafted as the wide receiver 13. His ADP is the four Oh three. And somehow he's getting a drafted, like I said already and alluded to, I guess, is that he's getting mm-hmm. a, Drafted ahead of Chris Godwin. I'm not really sure how. I think it's his 13 touchdowns from last season. You still have Godwin ahead of him in your rankings?
1: Yes. No. Okay. Understood.
0: Go ahead. And Mike Evans, he's an okay, defined receiver, I guess, like a real NFL receiver. Let's put it that way. But for fantasy wise, I think he's just way too hyperbolic. I mean, he last season, he had four catches with or four, four games with one only one or two catches in it. He, he had three probably, he yeah. had three games with only three catches in him. So that's seven games yeah. for those keeping track, seven games with three catches or less. Yes, I know one of those games that he had two catches was for two touchdowns which saved his day. But are you going to rely on t- touchdowns are the most fluky thing in football, real football or fantasy football? Maybe not quite so much at the quarterback position, but as far as like running backs and wide receivers and tight ends, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I'm not in on Mike Evans. Like, if you're going to have Mike Evans on your team, and especially at the, what did I say, the 403, you better draft one really solid Devontae Adams style, week in, week out, going to score you 20 points wide receiver as your first one. You can't draft a Tyreek Hill to go along Micah Evans because there's going to be days, Too many ups weeks, and downs. I'm sorry, where, and if those downs coincide with each other on the same week, you're screwed. You're screwed at the wide receiver you the elf.
1: Real quick. yeah. Uh... It,
0: and wait, nope, not done yet. Okay. um, I wanted to say that, like, to go on to Chris Godwin, I just think that mm-hmm. he's the better athlete, and usually I want the better athlete. Af- usually I want the better athlete when it comes to a guy, a big body guy versus a guy who's a little bit smaller, but not tiny, yeah, but Godwin's is the better athlete. Like and I 60, think he's yeah. going to produce, I think he's going to produce on a, on a more consistent basis. Godwin who is going later in the fourth, according to ADP. Mm-hmm. I like a lot better, but then you even roll onto Antonio Brown, who for all his knuckleheadedness is going in the eighth, in, in the eighth round, I think Antonio Brown could easily be sitting on, a nice thousand years. All three of these guys could be seeing it on a thousand-yard season. I just think that Chris Godwin is going to be the guy that's going to do it on a more consistent basis. Don't really want him as my wide receiver one. No, but yeah. mm-hmm. but as my two, I think he's a lot more reliable wide receiver two, and he's more of a guy that I would be willing to pair with a Tyreek Hill if I took him as my first wide receiver. You know what For I'm sure. saying? More For consistent. Sure. Tyreek Hill uh, has been a lot more consistent as of in the, in the last couple of years as far as production but still there's going to be those dud games i'm sorry what were you going to say
1: just a couple quick this or that's uh mike evans or julio
0: oh man i think it's julio or i'm sorry i think it's mike evans and i'm not sure if it's that close okay like i, My- I, I would probably take them easily like mike evans around before julio
1: Mike Evans or Woods. Because of sheer
0: passing volume. Mike Evans or Woods. Robert Woods. Oh, Robert Woods.
1: Okay. DeAndre Swift, ADP. 309, the running back. I think actually 19. I must have typed this wrong. One of them's 19 and one of them's 20. One
0: second. One second. I'll get there.
1: While you go there, there. I think he's just going too darn high. I like him a lot more in the fourth. It was 19, thank you. Running back 19, ADP 309, the ninth pick of the third round. I'd like him a lot more in the fourth uh, with the likes of... Okay, apparently I didn't finish that note. Um, Let's address the the elephant in the room here with Jamal Williams, okay? Me and Josh have been rising on him a bit in terms of value, in terms of a guy that everybody's just kind of sleeping on. Um, Might be surprised to know he has no less than 100 carries and 25 receptions in all four of his pro seasons. Now... Say what you will about how Green Bay treated him and how Detroit may treat him. But, you know, look at his contract, man. It's nothing to sneeze at. Sometimes Uh, money talks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Coaches look at production, especially when they're filling an important spot in their depth chart. Yes, may, maybe he still is the two. That's fine. Uh, Dan Campbell is a no-nonsense, old-school kind of coach. If he's the shining example of this type of coach, now he's going to want consistency at the running back. He's got. I've got a few quotes coming here from Dan Campbell in a moment, but bear with me. If Swift isn't available uh, because you know he got banged up a little bit, he won't practice. He won't play. Uh, when he is healthy, Campbell might defer to the locker room favorite in Williams, uh, a groin injury. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention that with uh, Mr. Swift. He's experiencing a oh groin core. injury. I haven't heard anything, but a very, I'm not even going to mention it. I just hope it doesn't become a core injury, you know, cause that's when it moves up to the, yeah, it becomes more serious. It sounds you, more yeah.
0: hernia then.
1: Exactly. That that's still labeled as a Gorn injury. Let me be clear there. I'm just a little, growing a little bit more concerned. Let's talk about what Dan Campbell has to say about Mr. DeAndre Swift over the past few weeks or so. Uh, two days ago. Uh, look, I'll state the obvious here. He's got ability, and there's things that we feel like we can do with him offensively that will really benefit us. Campbell said. But we don't know if he's going to be there. We don't know if he'll be there. We don't know if, even if he is, how much are we going to get out of him? And until we get him out to practice. On a consistent basis, we won't know that. So that's just really the truth of it. That's where we're at. Last quote. Swift concerns me a little bit with getting his win back and being able to take a blow and how much he can play. Where is he at, Campbell said. He'll be out there practicing Tuesday. Uh, he'll be more involved than he's been, but there's are but those are the injuries I'm worried about, to be honest with you. So to me, that means coming week one, I don't think he's coming out of the gate at 100%. And I take that, I mean, that is number one, health number two, the 1A, even if he does end up being the 1A, I don't think he is a weak one or two. So suddenly now you're taking, now you should have more of a built-in discount with the ADP of taking guy that you're not going to come out of the gate strong. We all like to start strong and redraft. That's just, that's just the way it is. You have a statistical and a mental advantage if you go up, you know, 3-0. On the season, you know, so that's why I'm thinking his ADP is a little too high. Yeah, go right ahead.
0: Now, did Dan Campbell say to be uh, to be quite frank with you or did you? Dan Campbell said, to be honest with you. Okay, that's what it was. And I read drink. the quote.
1: I, I didn't I didn't do it the right the I right. think you
0: interjected that in. I think you're putting no, words in the mouth. I did, not. I did not. not.
1: However, I didn't technically put the words in his quote mouth. Right. Technically I didn't say close quote and all that. So I, I didn't actually do that I wasn't I wasn't I mean. gonna nitpick on that. I was I think gonna
0: think nitpick
1: so. on the the No, no, it was his quote.
0: It was his quote. Okay. So yeah, groin injury,
1: DeAndre Swift. <laughs> to be honest. You know, RB twenty, top twenty four. 309 that's I some know, that
0: that those i know sometimes it's it's a sometimes it's just preseason fluff and whatever but those are some kind of damning statements against swift and maybe dan you campbell, should go even further down my list
1: I, I, does dan campbell strike you as the guy who's not going to be kind of shoot you straight guns mahoney
0: i don't i don't believe i i don't know i don't know <laughs> about dan campbell so i don't really know you should i'm, gonna, you, should, I'm gonna, you
1: should look up some dan campbell press conferences just just two three minutes and you, you you'll get an impression
0: is he picking his nose no no no, no. he's the next player you know that right yeah he played for the saints and the and the lions and the dolphins too i believe for the Cow- dolphins cowboys
1: saints yes who was the other one you named lions yes correct in fact i think he started with the lions Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning started spent, but i think he spent the majority of his career there that might
0: be true but he definitely moved around okay and then any coaching anyway i'm gonna move on to my next situation where i i kind of broke the rules um not really i kind of reinterpreted them because i got really curious about why jerry judy was and Cortland sutton were going back to back with jerry judy getting the. The slight nudge in as where he's getting drafted one literally one spot though as of like yesterday mm. um ahead of Cortland sutton and i thought that was weird considering that Cortland sutton okay so i i have struggled with finding this stat in in the past and i did earlier this week when i was doing my research here because uh drops are not an official nfl recorded stat So each website just Mm kind of does their own tallies. And even then they could be, it's a little ambiguous. Let's put it that way. How about that? Yeah. So one site said 10, one site said 12, another site said 14. I looked at three different ones. So I just took the average. He had 12 drops in the 2020 season. And that's, that's not good. That that's second most amongst wide receivers with of course, Deontay Deontay Johnson having the most. I just, and and i want to kind of flip uh to uh, skip to the end my conclusion here is that colin sutton gets the edge but it's not by as much as i would have thought yeah okay so let me let me let me keep going here um i i still feel that sutton is the guy to have on my fantasy team i really do but but let's so let's. Let, I got a lot of this from um PFN, which is Pro Football Network. Um, is that i excuse me, I lost my place here. He did have those 12, we'll call it 12 drops, but some of it wasn't all his fault because Drew Locke's 73.4 on target percentage was fourth worst amongst Ooh. all qualifying quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. 37 qu- quarterbacks qualified for their, for their ranking there. He was. 34th which makes him fourth worst in addition to having drew lock being his quarterback he also had jeff driscoll brett ryan Re- 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 i didn't i didn't write that name down brett right. rippin and brett rippin rippin yes mark i knew rippin. there was i knew mark i was rippin's, missing a letter in there
1: uh, mark rippin's like nephew
0: yeah I I, I I was missing a letter in there i knew it and kendall Hinton hinton you know who Kendall Hinton is? he's the that guy that didn't play back. that played quarterback that one <laughs> yeah, exactly. played quarterback that one game mm-hmm. so and, and Jerry Judy ended up and and i and if in memory serves correct, Jerry Judy was a little banged up throughout the season. yes, he played in all sixteen games, but he was a little bit hobbled. You factor all this into it and and Jerry Judy still ranked at thirteen point he, with jerry judy's thirteen point nine rank. In his, uh, and he his thirteen point nine average distance of target, mm. which is how many, how far down down the field he was actually targeted, was in the top ten amongst all wide receivers that had more than seventy five targets. Let me rephrase that again. So, if we, all wide receivers that had more than seventy five targets, he was in the top ten. They didn't give the rank at 13.9 yards was his average distance of target that's not bad considering he's not necessarily known as a quote speed guy you know what i'm saying no yeah he's he more of the separation. route runner yeah, sort yeah. of guy mm-hmm. another thing in, in judy's favor is that he led the team with 113 yard, uh targets as mm. in his rookie campaign that's not bad either Here's where I here's where I I lean towards Cortland Sutton, and this is this is a personal philosophy and just the way I am, is that Cortland Sutton has done this before. He has had a season in 2019, and he did this with Joe Flacco, Andrew Luck is uh, an an over the over the NFL hill Joe Flacco and a rookie. And a, and I yeah. think a rookie drew Lock yes. He had 72 receptions, 1,112 yards and only six touchdowns. I would have liked to see that nice touchdowns and receptions of, uh, yard a stuff. little bit better, but that's not bad. That's not bad at all. And that's yeah. why I'm giving the edge to Cortland Sutton. But though that a dot for Jerry Judy, I lucked that a lot and you know, drops he's can be fixed whether it's by just a wide receiver working on his own or co- the coaching and training staff working with them. I don't know. I just think that and with your news that you said at the top which you actually literally just told me but like before we started recording with um t- uh, teddy bridgewater being the quarterback i think that actually helps um both these receivers really and for everyone who thinks that teddy bridgewater is kind of a bland quarterback which he kind of he's not super he's not patrick mahomes he's not sexy or anything in the sense that he's going to like take off and run for 25 yards or whatever or bomb the ball 60 yards downfield mm-hmm. he also doesn't have he's also not um what's that analogy i made or chad pennington and if anyone remembers chad pennington a better a more recent um comp would be like peyton manning's very last season in the Ooh, nfl yeah. where he yeah, was just throwing fair. dead ducks all over the field like it just mm-hmm. pennington Penny can throw the ball down the grease. field he did have yard yeah. uh, passes last year of 15 plus yards and Teddy Bridgewater also led, had those three Carolina wide receivers. That would be DJ Moore and uh, Robbie Anderson and uh, Curtis Samuel. Almost all three of them were top 24 wide receivers. The And the only reason that Curtis Samuel wasn't because he was wide receiver 25. He missed it by one spot. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Teddy mm-hmm. can actually make Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton both fantasy relevant, but still give me Cortland Sutton over Jerry Judy. What say you? real quick
1: um I would air more on the side of uh Teddy's gonna uh, be better suited with uh, uh with Jerry Judy given that Jerry Judy is more the route runner wins with separation Bridgewater is less of the downfield thrower, thrower than Locke is so I'm gonna say Locke equals Sutton Sutton better Bridgewater equals Judy better it's kind of where I'm leaning
0: I I guess I kind of wish, wish Locke
1: would have won. I kind of wish Locke would have won the competition. But you I, make a really good point. I think the coaching staff made the right thing. decision.
0: I think they made the right decision.
1: Well, they also believe they have a pretty good defense. Healthy. Remember? Yes. And I Chubb, think they're, they're going to run the Chubb and Von of Miller were like both gone last year, if I'm not mistaken, for the majority of the season. I'm pretty sure Von Miller was gone mm-hmm. for the entire season. Mm-hmm. And then Chubb got hurt right after that. Mm -hmm. so given a better defense winning football games yeah teddy might be the better better offensive line
0: compared to what teddy had in carolina
1: yeah i'm still sticking that lock potentially better lock would have been the better fantasy play for for the for for the fantasy weapons but i I don't know i like teddy i love teddy i love teddy i hope he has a a historical. who's your next guy not historical a a career year my next guy is daryl henderson running back 20 right behind swift that's adp is the same actually so because it's an average 309 daryl Henderson averaged 309 running back 20 how much can we really trust mcvay to be honest about henderson's usage remember how inaccurate and dishonest he was with Gurley's knee and all that for like a year and a half (laughs) can can i
0: interrupt you real quick sure go ahead did you did you say in the in the news that the rams traded for sony michelle i will mention no i did not i'm sorry uh
1: but i'll I was wondering. Here. Yeah, so go it, ahead. To, you know, to not to bury the lead, or to literally bury the lead. Not to
0: lead. That was <laughs> to literally bury the lead. That wasn't
1: the most important piece of news. I'm just saying it should have been mentioned. Um, yeah, so they also signed to Sony. Uh, but let's get into it here. Sony. Uh, remember how kind of McVeigh would dodge the question and just basically lie for lack of a better word when it came to Gurley's knee, condition of his knee as we watched his career deteriorate remember C.G. Anderson coming in and dominating in the playoffs and sharing the load yeah and they actually did kind of share the load but it was obvious that he was kind of playing gamesmanship with G- Gurley's availability at some point in the season I think uh, I, 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 I believe everything but at the same time let, let me be clear I believe everything they've done to this point points to Henderson being the guy uh, uh, just, I just can't agree with this at the end of the third ADP. I think, I, for the most part, you were right, Josh, and you nailed it a little while back when we were talking about the situation. And I think the pass game will become the beneficiary of it. I think it will become the emphasis of the offense. I think McVay is one to coach to the strength of the personnel. I think we would be foolish to think that Henderson is a better player conduit of the offense than matthew stafford at this point in his career i think that's just i mean i'm not saying they're going to be a 60 throwing team i'm just saying i think you're going to see a bit more of a load put onto the passing game and henderson while still being the guy won't get as much share as maybe we believe given that end of the third adp um not to mention the potter's reports of xavier Jones' involvement coming out and then suddenly turned around and xavier i did it again xavier jones involvement <laughs> um and then of course like we just said hey now sony's in town now sony michelle is not known as a pass catcher uh he's more of a more of a runner more of a between the tackles guy of speed one one put a foot in the ground cut up field and go did you uh, say speed
0: and sony michelle in the same th- sentence
1: yes that's exactly how he came into the league he was literally known for speed josh
0: yeah, I wasn't going to bring Are it up. But that like, you remember watched how? Watched him
1: run a forty yard dash lately, Josh? No, you don't know, nor do I. What I'm saying is that is what he is known for. Still, to this day, I
0: know I can outrun Sonny and Michelle in a forty yard dash.
1: You know that? Prove me wrong. Prove okay. me wrong, Sony. Tune in and 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 destroy this. Next, man. side point by side, is, who's
0: going to win the forty yard dash? The Point is, he's this not a white pass whale
1: or or the NFL athlete. Point is he's not the he's not the pass catcher. Sony would be the one to take Henderson's groundwork if that were to happen. If that were to happen, I'm not jumping on the you know. I think I think Sony maybe even hurts Xavier Jones a little bit too. So we'll see. I'm not I'm not Mr. Sony Michelle fanboy here. I'm just saying, even without Sony getting signed, even if that's just a depth play, I just I don't know if I believe a word mcFace says. I think the passing game is the beneficiary. And the moral, the 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 theme of the show is ADP, and at, at three hundred nine, running back twenty, yeah, I, I'm going to move him down. I'm, I'm not taking him till probably the fourth round.
0: Okay, so I have two things for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that Sony Michelle, which and this is what he has become, like even in New England, is that he's going to be the short yardage guy for Daryl Henderson, who is, I believe, is Daryl Henderson, is not a, a slightly smaller guy
1: i think he's built well for a running back in terms of height yeah he's a bit shorter but i think he's over 200 pounds maybe like easily
0: five nine five yeah nine.
1: he's got a very violent running style that's another but, thing that kind yeah of but he was he,
0: I, if memory serves correct he struggled in some short yardage situations last year and maybe that's why they brought sony mm-hmm. michelle in um they i i don't know if sony michelle is not a speedster anymore uh from what from what it looks like to me that's possible he is that's possible I mean, it was well, been knee injury after knee injury after knee injury with him. He had like yeah. two in college, and then one in the NFL as well. For sure. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you were you were right by saying he was known as the speed guy. He was the speed, like the quick, yeah. agile one coming out of the draft. Whereas Nick Chubb was like the the power, bruising guy. And Nick right. Chubb is
1: well, sometimes is by what far say about, the better.
0: Well, what they say NFL running back.
1: sometimes is you lose the East and West. Yes, you might lose, but she definitely did.
0: That's yeah, fine. fine. Um my my okay, so I'm gonna put you to task here for a second. Um mm-hmm. who would you rather have? Daryl Henderson or Alan Robinson? Alan Robinson. Not even close? I'd have to look at my rankings, but no, I'm going to receiver there. Okay, Daryl Henderson or Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Okay. Daryl Henderson, Mike Evans.
1: mike evans i don't like it though it's close okay
0: daryl henderson or james robinson quickly quickly robinson okay and and one more two more two more real quick robert woods and mike davis woods and
1: oh i'm sorry over i was okay there's two more i'm sorry i understood that as woods versus mike davis okay so mike davis versus i'm sorry daryl henderson, right. henderson versus robert woods i'm taking woods yeah i think so
0: okay and daryl henderson versus mike davis
1: that's really close like sanders i'm gonna go henderson
0: henderson is currently above all those guys in adp that's why i ask so yep. there you go
1: that's exactly, yeah so it comes okay one, one more
0: one more real quick one more uh daryl henderson or <laughs> kareem hunt oh i hate it
1: henderson that may not be where my rankings say. Yeah, I think that's correct. Well,
0: Kareem Hunt is at the five hundred one. So it's. it's interesting. Interesting. About you're I'm sorry, about.
1: Hunt is at first RB two. You know what I mean? Not not top twenty four fantasy back, but like the the first RB two on his team to kind of be like he's worth so much because he has so much standalone value. Yeah, uh, as a Anyways, B. all
0: right, bro, let's, uh, let's that's going. that hazy
1: area of the draft of that RB draft, man. It's it's an interesting area of the draft. Go ahead, yeah, I think it's, you're it's next. a little gross.
0: It I'm is. gonna go, I'm gonna move on to the Dallas Cowboys and weird. Oh, well, what what's this? Chris isn't talking about the Dallas Cowboys, but yeah, Josh is. Yeah, no. I'm gonna talk about some Blake Jarwin, y'all. He is the tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. He injured his uh ACL, was it ACL? Or was it Achilles?
1: So. No, it was ACL. I would have heard much more about it if it were Achilles. ACL. So, was, I'll, I have it written down as Anyways,
0: he, he anyways, y'all. He uh, injured his ACL uh, during the 20 uh, during the 2020 draft season. Uh, Blake Jarwin was a huge yep, tight end sleeper. He looked so he looked so primed to break out. He's a big guy, got a good got a good contract from the Dallas Cowboys, Jared Jones, you know go cowboys uh prior to the 2020 season then he goes on and tears his acl or something of that nature you know in week one uh i mean a lot of people were thinking the moon of uh mr blake jarwin there but he had to go and tear that acl like i just said it, it, is this getting old yes does it sound like a texas accent mr texas uh no <laughs> okay i'm gonna stop doing it then <laughs> Okay, so here we are once again in in late August, and Blake Jarwin is the 21st tight end coming off the board, according to Finnish Football Calculator and their ADP. Um, And perhaps I'm too high on, on Jarwin, but he is my tight end 12, sandwiched in between Dallas Goddard and Gronk. Dallas Goddard being the number 11 and Gronk being 13. Okay. um i have no real stats to prove blake jarwin being a potential breakout because he doesn't actually have a lot of stats but they did give him a good chunk of change like i mentioned in my with my texas accent um but my bad texas accent I, get well, I mean, you can look
1: at you can look at dalton schultz schultz's numbers you know like he and i think that, I, I think
0: that's one of the reasons why blake jarwin mm-hmm. is going a little bit lower because of Dalton Schultz's not necessarily Schultz. like week in, week out success, but having success in Jarwin's absence commanding and some all those, share. and those, yeah. and those other, and those other three wide receivers being oh, there sure. and, and Zeke slash Tony Pollard being able to catch the ball out mm-hmm. of the backfield. Yep. You factor all those in. And I can see why Blake Jarwin is going lower than maybe he possibly should. But I mean, at tight end 12, you're kind of throwing a dart anyway. I, th- I feel like after about, tight end eight in my rankings Mm -hmm. tight end nine and and below is all just dart throws Mm -hmm. and it was just more or less like for sure these are the guys i want and the rest of them are just like i mean i guess i'll take them later in the draft you know if i completely missed on all eight of these guys the rest of them i'm just going to like try and get later on you know yep I, and that's all I got to say about Jarwin, you know, like Do you I don't think have I, a lot to say. I just thought that that was a big, you know, his name maybe needs to be re-mentioned just oh, to yeah. bring, just to bring him back into like, you know, cause I mean, it's, it's uh, like this coming weekend is, is a big draft weekend. Next weekend is a big draft yeah. weekend too. So I just figured I was like, man, we need to talk about Blake Jarwin again, especially for people who, like me who sometimes potentially puns on tight end. Pun on tight you end. Know? He's
1: definitely a name worth mentioning. I've got him right in that edge of the tight end one. Uh, uh, rankings uh, and what have you. The uh, last thing Homer. I would say about Jarwin is um, Jarwin's the one who caught the contract, not Gallup. So remember that. I understand the contract is cheaper because he's a tight end, not a receiver. But let's you know, they're going to run through receivers a lot. I get it, but I don't think they're going to run two tight ends a lot. But that's good. that's you know, prognostication.
0: Yep. Um. Okay, we're running a little long let's here, go, buddy. Let's so go. let's let's keep this ball rolling. All right. Why am I doing a southern accent again?
1: Just stop. All right. I've got one more running back, folks. Uh, Damian Harris for the New England Patriots. Yes. Six oh two running back twenty nine. This goes right in line with those other two guys I've just talked about at running back. I feel like they need to come down a bit, and I feel like Damian Harris needs to come up a bit. Yes, I understand the stigma behind the New England running back, but every single thing we've seen this season shows us. James White's going to have the pass roll. Henderson's, I'm sorry, uh, Damian, Harris is, <laughs> Damian Harris is going to have just about everything else on the ground, right? And maybe even a couple targets
0: here and there. Mm-hmm. Interjection? Yep. Um A, there's been a lot of preseason hype about ramondre Stevenson, who they took in, I believe it was the fifth round, fourth mm-hmm. round, fourth or fifth round in the NFL draft. Also, I don't believe you're forgetting that they traded away Sony Michelle, so that is one less. Um, exactly. That is one less person in that in that backfield. Coming to worry circle about. back to the Henderson and a- analysis
1: is that Sony's out of town for Damon Harris to to free up some at least some opportunity. So you're talking yeah i i just every, the way they treated him in the preseason it's just he's he's gonna be the guy barring health uh
0: i love i love I loved damian harris yeah and, absolutely and...
1: he's been rising for both me and you uh he's remained healthy for the most part uh i'd rather take uh wide receivers in the third and fourth and take my chances with the guys like harris in the sixth maybe fifth if we raise if i reach a little bit uh mm-hmm. now he has been seems a little
0: ri- risky but okay up. keep going
1: Anyway, he's just still a very young, very young running back. I, tried, I looked at his stats and just you know, he got some opportunity last year, I believe it was, and looked good. Uh, relatively small sample size. I just I think I think he's a young running back with with fresh legs, and that's exactly how they're going to use him. And that's why Sony's out the door. They said we don't need you anymore. We expect more out of Harris this year. Uh, as of today, as it relates to Harris's production in a good mediocre slash. Or, or bad offense. There's no. Uh, Belichick said today there's no timetable for naming a starting quarterback. I think Harris is going to be fine either way. I think I expect a better Cam if Cam is the starter because I don't think he gets named the starter otherwise. But if I'm, my feet are put to the fire, I'm probably saying Mac Jones gives the team more of an opportunity to win because Mac Jones is going to command more respect over, over the whole of the field and the safeties, and just I just don't think Cam's arm is what it used to be and he was never very accurate so i think i think mac wins but i think even if cam wins in the beginning of the season for one two three four five six seven eight weeks whatever it may be i think damon harris is still going to have a great showing i think maybe he even benefits with cam running the ball uh you know yeah probably taking goal line carries that's the tough part there but i think i think in the sixth uh you know at the cusp of rb3 territory yeah i think he's a heck of a value do you know ADP. what
0: he? Do you know what his um, points per game was in the games that he played last year? I do not. I do not. Because he missed six games, it looks like, or he didn't if rack I had up to any guess, points. I'd say
1: eleven. I'd say eleven point
0: two. Down. It is eight point eight. Like um, but he wasn't well,
1: the guy either.
0: Sure. It's, well, technically, it's eight point nine with with some rounding, but. Um. No, he a he wasn't the guy. B he his usage is kind of like all over the map because he plays for the New England Patriots. But I think I think I I feel like he was. I don't know. I just I watched him last year and what limited time uh, ability I was, and Mm -hmm. I had him on my fantasy team um, on a fantasy team last year, and I was there. Was times where I was just happy. It was like, I mean, that's pretty solid, you know, like twelve points, twelve points. Dud ten points, you know sixteen points. And you know like ten like, or
1: twelve carries. Give him like fifteen or seventeen or twenty. I
0: would like to see him get fifteen on on a semi regular basis on, a, on like exactly. a, you know seventy five first ten of the time. And I think he That's could be good. At. I think I saw him too... rip off some pretty good runs, you know, for mm-hmm. the Pates. The, and we know the Pates, their offensive the line too. is good.
1: We assume their defense is going to be at, at least middle throat, if not better. They should, they're, they're perennially take care of the defensive side of the ball is all i'm saying mm-hmm. and i think mac jones if he can keep the safeties and the linebackers more honest with a better arm i mean i know he's not he's not zach wilson or trey lance or what have you but he's i no think Cam, he, i think the no Newton either i think he gives the team a better chance to win in real life and therefore i think he i think mac the jones
0: is the new teddy bridgewater
1: Uh i think mine and your opinion of teddy bridgewater is a little
0: different you got somebody else you want to go over um well let's just let's stick with the new england patriots here and i wanted to and much like i did with Cortland sutton and jerry judy and i just want to do this one real quick here mm-hmm. um i wanted i was like john M. smith is going off the board at like tight end 14 and, and hunter henry is tight end 19 and i'm just like well, why is that and so I kind of did a little dive into it and I I just kind of came up with the same thing is that like, yeah, John was a better athlete,
1: athlete but when yeah. it
0: really boils down to it, he's never broke 450 yards in a season. Last year he did get score eight touchdowns, which is good. And it really saved his fantasy value by any stretch of the imagination had you had gotten below even like even ends, eight. T- t- and- tight ends
1: going to tight end, right?
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I mean, 450 yards and only eight touchdowns. Like that's, that's gross.
1: My worry is he's more of an H back than a tight end. And maybe Henry is the tight end per se.
0: That's what I'm wondering, and, and Hunter, mm-hmm. Hunter Henry in the last two season has has uh, hit over 600 yards both those times. Has mm-hmm. um, 76 uh, targets in 2019 with five touchdowns, and 93 targets last year with Herbie only four touchdowns. But that's that's that, with 93 targets and Hunter Henry's size and ability to go over the middle, you would assume that that touchdown number could easily go up to the six to eight range too i just like and i feel like john like i said john is more of the athletic guy and which means that they might want to like have him laying up more on the outside which from what i read like granted it was a couple weeks ago but if they're going to really pivot to mac jones at some point or even stick with cam newton cam newton thrives by throwing over the middle that's what he does best and that's what hunter henry does best too he doesn't do best on the outside work in the perimeter of the field or anything like that that's more johnny's game and hunter henry and that's Hunter henry's games going over the middle and having and, and being a mismatch for linebackers that and and smaller core and um like nickelbacks and everything like that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i just and i and i know that there's a certain level of risk with both these tight ends and i think that's why both of them are in the the 14 and 19 uh range coming off the board is you know tight end 14 19 that is um because i don't think anyone really knows who's gonna hit and who's not and maybe the maybe the answer is both and maybe the answer is neither or maybe, maybe, wait, maybe the
1: answer is stay away wait wait for the waiver wire wait for things to play out in the first two weeks or something
0: or or do what i did like and i'm not going to go over the story completely but do what i did with gronk and just take a take take a flyer on one of them and hope that it hits but use a later round pick with it don't use don't don't do it in. The, yeah, in I don't like that Johnny area. Round. I don't
1: like that right outside that tight end one. I think he needs to be a tad lower. I think there's other
0: chances. I I'm and and so and one. so like and so like with Hunter Henry, I'm going with. I'm going with the experience and the fact that he has hit over 600 yards and has had more than you know even even 75 and two seasons in a row has had more than 75 targets. Where you know, like I said, um uh I'm sorry who has has struggled to even hit 65 he did that last year but before that he's never hit below above 60 you know mm-hmm. as far as targets and you know granted that was offense and some of it was marcus mariota quarterback play too some of it was John's injury but i mean mm-hmm. hunter henry he i mean was it not last year another year before so in 2018 he did miss the entire season and he struggled with some injuries himself but you know, ever since that 2018 injury, he's been more or less healthy, you know, and he's right. And in his stats have shown so as well. So I think it's give me a Hunter Henry. And some people are going to be like, give me the athlete, and I said that when it came to Chris Godwin versus Mike Evans, give me the athlete. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different story here. I think I'm going to go with I'm going to go with history of production versus hey, you're, you're you're entitled to. Yeah, to that opinion. To to to. And I'm use, not saying I'm I'm not, that. and I'm not saying, I, and I'm mm-hmm. by no means am I trying to say that I'm absolutely right on this. I just so I'm like, what have you well, done? Yeah, we're also well talking Hunter about like Henry has
1: in 12 to 19 area. So we're we're or 13 to 19. Like we're, it was we're in it was it was can, it
0: was worth it. It was worth yeah. a dive into though. You know, yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: taking I'm taking for both New England tight ends for sure. I understand. Well. I'm high on. Uh, speaking of tight ends, my last honorable mention was Kittle. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I don't hate his ADP. I, I guess I'd love it much more in the fourth. It's just probably not going to happen. I think I just see better value with Hawkinson, but I do expect Garoppolo to win the job. Um, I'm full, I'm full in uh Garoppolo camp now, uh, and there is a chemistry with Kittle. So maybe he does end up being the tight end three, but, uh, I just I think given the way I draft tight end, if I don't get it's Kelsey, the,
0: it's the beginning half of the third, uh, the, the third, uh, yeah, 306.
1: Too. Yeah. I'm sorry. ADP 306. He's the tight end three. I didn't mention yeah. that. My apologies. So I'm just uh, real quick. I just, I didn't get to include him, uh, before we ran out of time. I just, I'm leaning more like a Hawkinson, maybe even a Pitts value there. I'm, you know, I love a, T- a Tanyan. So uh, I, mean, I just I think I'm out on that that area of tight end drafting, and maybe even the same thing with Waller in the second. I don't know. Mm, I do like Waller more. Second. I do like Waller a lot more because that oh that's a lot of targets, man. I expect a lot of targets for Hawkinson this year,
0: man. Ugh, oh, George, that George Kittle or Mike Evans.
1: Oh, Evans. Yep, yep, Evans.
0: Okay. Well, that I think that's what we're ranking. Evans is say. in the fourth, and Kittle's in the third. They're almost around a, a different so. Anyways, I I mean, I, I'm i just going to name my my honorable mentions here. I'm not even going to go into anything else. Jamal Williams, I think he was – I think he's still going too low. We kind of – Chris kind of t- touched on him real with quick. With Swift, for um, sure, yeah. Uh, Lamar, Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, both going too high. We kind of talked about uh, T-Law there and Lamar Jackson we both don't like very much. Uh, Michael Carter still – we've already talked about him at nauseam. And same with his uh, college teammate too, Javante Williams. Both of them are going too low. Did you have a couple of uh, honorable mentions real quick? Um, real, real quick. We're running super long.
1: It just Alan Robinson. My research kind of brought me full circle. Maybe he's okay. okay got the, another the one? 3.11. No, that's all I got. River super 12. For oh, Alan okay. Robinson.
0: Cool. Sorry. I, like I said, we're running. We're running, we're running real, fr- real long. Deep. Deep. Yep. So. Not not really long, um, we appreciate long. you guys tuning in for this. Next week. Preview for next week. A super mega show. Well. Two um, shows. For well, yeah, we're gonna split. It. We're <laughs> gonna split it up. It's so big, we had to make it two shows. Well, we're mm-hmm. going to make it two. Maybe we've already made it already, and that's what you're listening. Um, anyways. Yeah, it's going to be about kind of a state of the union of you know situational battles and real just kind of like depth a chart things. Out, last a real last quick look at every single team in the NFL. It's going to mm-hmm. be real quick, folks. It's not going to be Chris flapping his gums a lot or Josh flapping his gums a lot. It's going to be <laughs> Bing Bang Boom. That's what we're going to do, and we're just going to flap our gums. We know, and, we know, we're going to. <laughs> and then it's
1: on to to matchups for the
0: regular season and stream. And then on it's Sundays. on to matchups. And and as always, we have started streaming um, some uh, yep, blah, some mock drafts on Sunday. Um, hopefully, Josh won't be that hungover this Sunday. But I don't know, man. I'm going to go hang out with Juan, I guess, on Sunday, Saturday night. So we'll see.
1: Sunday mornings are one of my favorites. It might be a Chris uh, Solo show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Regardless, we'll work out. Um, the vast majority of shows will be together, whether it's just me or just Josh, we're going to have a blast talking to friends, talking to the community, talking, uh, answer, uh, giving you injury news, answering, starting lineup questions for your fantasy teams. And then right up to kickoff, man, it, it's going to be a blast. It's more of a laid back show. Yeah. Let's do it folks.
0: Well, well folks how do you uh, actually get Why to check to that so stream there <laughs> uh well it, well a uh, strange little voice that i just did um you you can check out our stream by being a sub of our youtube channel and That's for, right. for those of you that are listening to us in podcast format you can always and check out our youtube channel just turn on, on notifications and- so you know when we go live well there's that too and you can give us a like share subscribe you know leave some comments chris always likes when likes when you leave comments i'm too antisocial for comments so i'll just be like eh. um i'll be in there if you're listening to us in, or if you're watching us on youtube or listening to us on youtube you can always check us out on podcast format pretty much wherever podcasts are available including Nicholas, who is behind your local Jack in the Box and distributing your podcast, I don't. We recommend you don't get your podcast from Nicholas, but he does have them. We give them to him, and he deals them out to people that want our podcast. So, until next time, folks, and next week with a super long show, we will probably break them up in at least twelve hours apart, if not a day apart. But they will be. Oh yeah. Episode mm-hmm. one will. Oh, uh, the episode the. The first part of that episode will be available at the normal time on Friday mornings. Until next time, everyone, have a goodbye. Adios.